Hey there, I'm Whitney, your host of the Abundantly Yours podcast. I'm a wife, college student, and entrepreneur ready to strive for sainthood right alongside you. Jesus put this podcast on my heart as a way to serve you better, so I am so pumped that you are here. I'll be hanging with you every Monday and Thursday to chat all things discovering your purpose, cultivating a relationship with Jesus, and everything else in between. Are you ready to fully step into who God created you to be? Let's do this, girl. Hello, Allison, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here um, and to be a part of the Letters to Women series and today talking about a letter to the woman who feels like she has nothing left to give. So welcome, Allison. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm literally so, so excited. I cannot wait for this conversation. I think it's something um, something I always need encouragement on too because I think I drain myself sometimes way too much. But before I dive in, uh, would you please introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Allison. Um, I am coming to you from Maryland and um, I studied um, theology in college. Uh, I worked as a youth minister in a parish for a year and then I um, taught high school theology for nine years after that. Um, At that point, I decided to um, stay at home full time uh, with my two well, at that time it was one little baby, um, but now I have two, and um, and just be a full time homemaker. And so um, I have a blog that I uh, do that um, was really born out of this crazy experience adventure that my husband and I went on. We were engaged when we bought a fixer upper and decided to flip it, and um, and then yeah, so that blog has now evolved into this place where I share. Um, about the vocation of homemaking. And so I'm really excited about the topic today because I feel like um, it just hits so close to home um, in so many of the daily ins and outs of of a homemaker. But, uh, you know, through all seasons of life, I feel like we we come to that point. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I've experienced it so much and just like, I mean, high school's been a hot minute for me. (laughs) I mean, three years, it's not that long, but like, Um, but even just like through college of, you know, all the demands you have on your plate as a student. And then, you know, even then becoming a wife and now preparing for motherhood and all these things of like, I just feel like it's just sometimes go, 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 go and keep going, you know? And then we hit this point and we're just like, like drowning. We're like, you know, I, at least like physically, there's times where I'll just like, um, get home and I'll be like, gosh, I just need to breathe. Like, I just need to take a breath. And so, um, and like, just take some time to, the time for me when I'm just go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. And so I guess if you want to share a season of your life or two or anything that, you know, kind of your struggle, you know, that you felt with, like, kind of just hitting this rock bottom and like, what did you do? What was that like? Um, So if you want to share any, any specific season, go for it. And then I can share one as well. So, well, yeah, I mean, I love what you just say about like, there's, there is a way in which I think, uh, we can find in every season of our life that kind of go, 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 um, pouring to the, to a place where, um, we get to an unhealthy place. And And I'll speak about that a little bit later, but, but it is true that, um, 
there is a certain daily reality of, of getting to this, like, oh, I'm exhausted. I've given all. And, and that's uh, definitely true in motherhood too. Um, I want to share and talk about a little bit of, of the good behind that uh, later, but I, I think, um, oh man, I, I mean, I feel like I could come up with an example in every season of my life, but yeah. I think that the, the deepest, hardest one that I have experienced, um, was more recent. And that was, um, in the postpartum period of my, my first daughter. Um, it was just, it was particularly tough. I mean, you've got all these different fronts, um, that you're navigating of the physical, the mental, the emotional, spiritual, and, you know, physically there's just, there was a lot of changes. There's a lot of changes to your body. There's a lot of things, um, happening, you know, just with, with the hormones and, um, and breastfeeding and, uh, there's this just heightened awareness of wanting to care for your little one and um, just all these really strong, powerful mama emotions that the Lord has given us. Um, but it's all so different. It's in an instant, you know, everything just feels so different. Um, then there's, yeah, there's the emotional, you know, the ways that you, that I had learned to cope with my emotions and things like that just weren't uh, working so well because of the hormones that were changing and, yep. um, and then, you know, spiritually, all of my routines were thrown off balance. So, um, you know, being used to having a prayer time and um, not being able to, to, to make it work because I wasn't sleeping at night and trying to find out how to, how to pray in that new season. Um, and then also just like the mental changes of um, the way that I thought about every aspect of my day had changed. And so... Um, I think the other aspect of that is I, I had heard people had a hard time. Some people had a hard time with postpartum. I didn't, I didn't expect it. And so there was this side of it that was blindsiding, you know? And, and so I, you know, had prepared so much for birth. I had prepared so much for, you know, certain things that we would do once she was here, but I don't know that there was really a way to prepare, um, for all the changes that happened postpartum for me. And so, um, so that was a that was like a pretty hard point of like of constantly feeling very very empty and very disoriented of like where I was and wanting to give but feeling very depleted and um, anyway it just it just took time and impatience with that but I think um, I ended up discovering that the best remedy for me in that time was really to take care of my body and I was uh, just amazed at how helpful just self-care was like I just remember like taking a shower and being like this is the best shower I've ever had in my life you know and just like like just taking care of my body I ended up um, that was one of the tools that was most helpful for me in that time um but yeah that that would be that was the one that really stuck out to me um, when you asked yeah. that question I love that and I so like something that I think for me just kind of reflecting upon this topic of like you know one of those points that I've experienced kind of like that, like burnout that, you know, or that just emptiness, you know, kind of like we mentioned is for me when I just, I'm a go, go, go person. Mm -hmm. uh, and my brain will talk fast, will think faster than I can speak. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, like I'm just, you know, always like my hands always have to be busy. That's just kind of me. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, 
just the most recent thing of I've been you know, making tons of rosaries because I've been getting a bunch of orders, which I'm so thankful for um, and getting to be a part of, you know, building the kingdom and, you know, making rosaries that people are going to pray on and hopefully lead them to sainthood with. And so, um, you know, just like even just this morning, I got up and I'm like, okay, like this week has been a whirlwind of making and creating and, you know, just all these things. And I told my husband, I'm like, today, if I don't get a whole bunch of stuff done, that's okay. I'm going to take some time for me. And so I think when we get to this point of emptiness, it's when we stop taking, putting ourselves first in a healthy way, you know? Yeah. And so for everyone that looks different, but you know, I could just keep pushing and going and trying to get myself to keep doing more, but I have to do stuff for me that's going to allow me to be filled back up so I can better serve my husband. Um, and like, in the future seasons of motherhood, you know, like when that comes here soon, like it's going to be a whole new um, season of change. And so I've been like telling myself, like, there's so many things I'm going to have to let go of uh, my routines that I love my, you know, productivity. Um, but getting to like, go through that and like, for the first time and just soaking that in. But yeah, I just think, I mean, we need to take care of ourselves, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. And it's, it's so easy to get into that grind of, of that, like, I have to be productive in order to have accomplished something. Um, but it's like, yep. it's so true that that rest is one of the greatest accomplishments <laughs> that you yeah. could give yourself in a day, <laughs> you know, like, especially on this side of motherhood, you know. Have you ever thought about how many different skincare products you've used over your lifetime? I know I've tried so many and have mostly been left feeling frustrated that nothing actually works. Either my face doesn't feel clean, I break out, it smells weird, my face burns, and sometimes the list just keeps going on. And all while knowing there are ingredients in the products that are often harmful to my skin and hormones. Can you relate to this? Because I sure can. Until now. I have found the best product. This line of skincare is completely toxin-free and the ingredients are certified organic. Like seriously, what could get better than this? I used to have pimples from body oil and sweat pop up all over my face all the time. But once I started using Crunchy and using it consistently, my skin hasn't ever looked this good. I've never been more confident wearing zero makeup and I don't have to use a single filter on social media. You deserve that too. Our skincare sets are the perfect way to get started with your clean skincare routine and you can get $10 off the already discounted bundles when you use my link in the show description. Yeah, I love that. And I've even, you know, like, like I'm, the, I was just talking to a friend on social media asking like, you know, you know, their Catholic mom, was there anything that, you know, you did to help you prepare for like labor and birth? And she's like, if I'm being honest, I don't like to be educated because there's too many decisions and, mm. or, you know, kind of like the, like the overwhelm, this overwhelm of all this newness. And so, and I'm the same way, like I haven't really done a whole lot. I'm sure when I hit that nesting stage, I'll probably start to like, you know, maybe read some more things, but like, I've just kind of been able to let go of, of this, like feeling of, I have to know what that season's going to be like. Mm -hmm instead of being where I am now. And so, um, like with self-care and rest, a huge thing that I have been telling my husband and myself of like, when the baby is here, like, yes, we have to take care of the baby, but 
like I also have to take care of me. And so I'm like, when you get home <laughs> from work, um, you're going to have to just take the baby, hold, keep him alive. <laughs> and then let me go, you know, just have my time of like me, mm-hmm. you know, and not selfishly, but so I can serve them better. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes I think the whole like self-care movement mm-hmm. kind of a thing can get like, like too, I don't know, that girl, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, but as you said, like rest is good. And so finding the ways that you like to rest and take care of yourself and fill yourself back up is most important. So if that's like you said, taking a shower and maybe washing your face and putting on a, mm-hmm. a face mask and just having 20 minutes to yourself. Cool. Maybe for someone else, like their like time of rest might be, you know, laying on the couch for 20 minutes and just resting their eyes and just being at peace. Like I think finding those ways of rest and how we can fill ourselves back up is a huge thing, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so and good so, that you like advocate for yourself for that too. Of like, okay, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to need. And I, I want support in that. And that. Yeah. 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 And so I think, you know, just through the busyness of life, we have to figure out, you know, that balance. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally. <laughs> and so I guess, I don't know if you have any advice or, um, any experience with like, what like prayer, yeah. <laughs> what is prayer life? And it's like, you know, how do you stay motivated? Or I guess if you have any advice on oh. that, feel free to share. Girl, I have it. I have the advice. Like, I was like, I, I, I had to trim back what I wanted to say with this question. Cause I was like, I have so much I want to say. Um, but so I, I have like, I think it's so important for us as women to have like some really good, like practical steps. And so I have that kind of advice I'd love to give. But before I say that, I, I think that it's worth it to, uh, for whoever's listening to first take some time to ponder, uh, what kind of, nothing left to give she finds herself in that concept of having nothing left to give um to ask yourself what there's there's kind of some different kinds and I and I want to say that because um this idea of having nothing left to give is often seen as a bad thing Mm. um it's colored in this negative negative way um and it could it could be in the sense that um there certainly could be some um boundary work that someone needs to do. Maybe she's over committing herself. Maybe she's a people pleaser. Maybe she's, you know, getting walked all over. I mean, there's, there, there, there is some ways in which having nothing left to give is a bad thing, but I, I, I want to offer, um, the, the opportunity to reframe that concept, um, as actually something that's good because, um, uh, it's this necessary part of life. Uh, we see it in every stage, every season. Um, a day, it's a daily reality in, in, in so many ways, like I've said. Um, having nothing left to give and learning to give more once we have that, once we hit that place, I think it's just such a necessary part of life. It's such a necessary part of, of Christian living. Um, because there's this cycle, like when, when we, when we go through that cycle, I mean, I, I think about my days as, as a mom with my two littles and running the, the home and all the, all the different demands of all these different things I have to, I, I keep in balance. And, um, and there's this cycle that takes place where, um, when I get to this point of having nothing left to give, 
where my abilities are being actually expanded. Um, and, and so it's like our, um, my ability to, to love is actually getting deepened. And, and it comes from getting to that place of, of surrender, of I am empty, Lord, I need you. And, and he comes, he comes and he, um, he helps us give, I just always feel it. I always feel that the Lord calls me to give just a little bit beyond what I have. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then he fills it and I'm able to give. And then he does it again. And he calls me again just a little bit further than the, than the, the previous time to give a little yeah. bit more than what I had. Mm. And it's just this constant um, cycle of stretching and deepening and yeah. expanding our ability to love ultimately, to, to love because we're, we're in a vocation that is, it is, um, I'm in a vocation, I mean, in, in, in every vocation that the Lord calls us to, you know, um, the vocation of love, the vocation of, of holiness mm-hmm. is one of self-emptying. That's like, that's the point, <laughs> you know, like it is, it's self-emptying. Yeah. 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 And so when I look at the different stages of my life and I see how I've, I've grown through them, I'm amazed to see how, how uh, I'm able to give more now as a mom of two, then I look back than what I was capable of giving as a mom of one. And at that yeah. time, I was able to give more then than I could previously when I was, you know, just newly married and we were fixing up the house. But at that time, I was giving, you know, like I was giving as much as I possibly could, you know. And so it's just kind of um, interesting to frame it in that way and realize that there's something good happening um, when we feel that stretch and that tension of, um, I have nothing left to give. And so again, barring the idea of, you know, it's the boundary discernment of like, there could be some unhealthy behaviors that someone needs to work out and adjust. And, and, um, but, but, but apart from that, um, I think that uh, we're actually supposed to find ourselves often in a place of I've given it all. Yes. I have nothing left. Lord, fill me, (laughs) you know? Absolutely. And I think especially in our vocation, you know, um, you know, like for me, sometimes I, I catch myself overdoing it with like being an entrepreneur. Um, anyone else who's an entrepreneur knows, especially if you're like a creative person like me, like, you know, I'll be taking a shower and like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to go create this right now. New product idea. Let's go. (laughs) And then there's sometimes like, I'm like, Lord, I just need to like create something. I haven't created something like help me. Like, and so I just think like, you know, with my, my thought, my, my brain kind of like, I don't know, squirrel brain. I've kind of always been that way because my creative juices are just going, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I think. And so like, I can easily overwhelm and get burned, burned out when I'm constantly putting all my energy into my business. And then it's like, okay, now I have like my husband's home. Okay. Now I got to keep giving more and more. And so, um, I think really figuring out, you know, for me of just like, okay, like I am giving so much to my business right now and the efforts for it to grow. So, and preparing for maternity leave. So a lot of things. You've got a full plate for sure. Yeah. But, um, I even noticed just as you said, so when I got married in July, so it's been a little bit over six months being, been married and I can even tell how much I can give even just a little bit more now than I could when we first got married. Like, I wasn't used to having to make all the meals every night. And now that's like not a problem for me. Like, yes. you know, like 
this is my responsibility. This is what I get to do instead of, you know, dragging my head about it instead of being like, oh, I wish I could be creating, ha ha ha, right? Uh, getting this opportunity to serve and to give of my time and my growing cooking talents to my <laughs> husband, right? Um, and like, I can just see that come through. And so, um, and I think through a healthy amount of giving and, you know, just giving that, you know, that little bit more. Um, and I think that's when we can experience the Lord's love the most, just as you had mentioned mm-hmm. of like in this time of emptying of ourselves to give our love to, especially, you know, in a family or, um, family setting of, you know, like, Lord, I get this great opportunity. Um, and you know, I feel weak. I feel so tired, but Lord, give me your strength. Um, mm-hmm. So there is a very beautiful side to giving as well. I do. I love that you brought that up because I think that's so important for us to recognize too. Yeah. And just day-to-day life. Yeah. And it's true too, like of just learning, like there's this other side of it too, that there's a really important thing of learning what things to say no to. And, yeah. um, and so, uh, yeah, just, um, there's a good book, uh, called Boundaries. I don't know if you've heard of it, but that was a really helpful book for me in learning learning to say yes and learning to say no to certain things Mm -hmm. and to really um, be able to set up healthy boundaries so that I'm able to give from a place that is healthy, not from a place that is, you know, resentful and bitter. And, um, and just knowing, uh, yeah, navigating that, that is a whole important part of the process too. But I think that, um, that once we learn that, um, it's, it's not that we'll never get to that place of feeling like we have nothing left to get because that's yeah. going to just be a daily reality. And so yeah. I do have some, um, just for some more advice, I do have some practicals yeah. that I would like to offer um, Please do. To, to the woman who has nothing left to give. Um, and it kind of comes in way of this, of like a, a kind of like a little checklist. Okay. There's, there's three parts to this checklist and it is um, first physical, then spiritual, then mental. And so the idea is um, that the first thing we should check when we feel like we have nothing left to give, the first thing to do is just do a physical check. So I say this for, do this one first because this is the easiest thing to remedy. And I honestly think that majority of the times that I get to a place where I have nothing left to give, the reality is it's just a physical check that needs to, like, in other words, Am I hungry? <laughs> have yep. I eaten yet today? <laughs> like, have yeah. I drank enough water? Like, um, have I taken care of my body? Do I need a shower? You know, do I need to wash my face? Do I need to do my hair? Do I need to put on, like, clothes other than sweatpants? Like, Or even just, like, going for a walk. Do I need to you go know? for a walk? Do I need a little exercise? Yeah. I've been walking, little little side bit here. I've been walking. We have We can walk in a circle around our house. Yeah. So, like, I've been setting, like, five-minute timers to just, like, get up, get moving, put everything down for a little bit. Yeah. And like, it's crazy how just a five minute quick little stroll around the house. It's the, it is, yes. I was, I was in a bad mood uh, yesterday and I was just like, man, I just feel like I can't give. I was in this place of that, that reality of like, I have nothing left to give and woe is me. And I feel terrible and I can't do all this. I was just like, you know what, Allison, like take a nap. Yeah. Power nap. Drink a yep. little bit of coffee. I felt amazing afterwards. And it's just like yep. that the, the yep. <laughs> oftentimes when we get to that place, I really yep. think it's actually the, the easiest fix is we, we just need to do something. It's just something physical. It's yeah. just, so just go through that checklist on your, is there, 
last thing I have, go go outside, get a breath of fresh air. That was another physical thing that I thought, you know? Yes. Yes. Fresh air can also be huge. Or open a window. If you can't get outside, if you have a baby, oh. just open a window and get some fresh air and <laughs> shut the window. The smell of the fresh air coming through the house, like truly, yeah. yes. Yes. So that's the first check, okay? So if if you you can check all that stuff off and you still have a problem, <laughs> you're like, I still feel like I have nothing left to give. Um, then the second check I would say is spiritually. And so, um, and that one, it's just, have I prayed, you know, like, um, am I, am I talking to the Lord? Because he is the giver of all good things. And so if I'm empty, he's, he is the one who's going to fill me and he, um, he's the giver. And so, um, so being uh, as a daily reality, uh, being closely united to him is is going to be uh where we're able to to pour out so for example like because we are we are a finite creature we are finite creatures and he's infinite yeah and so we are we have a bottom to us (laughs) where where we we have nothing left to give but he doesn't he's he's infinite and so being um just it is practically being connected with him throughout the entire day being in communication with him I, I just don't think there's another alternative. Like that is, no. he is the source yeah. of life. He is the, he's the fountain from which we are to draw water from throughout yeah. the whole day. Yeah. Um, so if we are, if we're running on empty, just ask yourself, like, have you, have I prayed today? And, mm-hmm. and how else can I pray today? If I've already prayed, like what, what else um, can I do? And, and sometimes for me, uh, one of the practical things that works in that way is, is sometimes when you get to that place of nothing left to give and you're like, I just, I don't have the energy even to say words. I don't mm-hmm. have the energy to think. I don't, you know, it's just like this, um, playing worship music is, yeah. it, it can help me get to that place of like, yeah. of surrender to the Lord. Yes. And I even think kind of bouncing off of that with spiritual, you know, ideas of even just like you said, you, you, you might be to the point where you can't even talk. Like, and I, what I will do is I'll just sit down and hold on to the crucifix and look at Jesus, you know, just sit and be with Jesus and say, Lord, I'm here. I need you. Please fill me up. I feel, you know, like just be here. Like that's all I need and just sit in silence. Um, and then I had another thing, but, (laughs) oh, and then like inviting the Lord in to your day in the sense of like, um, making his presence real in your, in your life in the sense of like, for me, I've said this in many different podcasts, but like, if you're sitting in your office working, um, invite the Lord in and say, Lord, like go sit in that chair or come stand beside me and like drink your coffee and sing music with me as I'm working. Or if you're doing the dishes and you, you know, your children are playing, say, Lord, like go play with my babies as I'm, you know, doing the dishes to serve them. Um, because then we really bring the Lord into our life and we make him more real. I love that. Um, you know, because I think sometimes like God is so good and so beautiful. And sometimes we just like think he's, he is so big, right? He's so good. And there's so much we can learn about him, but just bringing him back into the simplicity of our day-to-day life, because that's our vocation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for you being a stay-at-home mom of, yeah, you know, yeah, Lord, I don't really want to, you know, clean the bathroom right now, but come scrub the toilet with me, you know, and joke along with me. And so that's something that's helped me a lot. And like, making God more real in my day-to-day life, which makes it easier to feel connected to him, you know, and easier to play. I love that. Even just like, yeah, just the simple invitation 
like yeah. saying, okay, come with me. I'm inviting yeah, you. Come read the newspaper with me, you know? <laughs> I yeah. love that. I love that. That's a beautiful tip. Okay, and so then my last, my last little checklist, okay? So you've done the physical checklist and, you know, you can say, okay, all those things are good. You did the spiritual checklist. You're like, okay, I've prayed today. If you still feel like you have nothing left to give, the third check is to to really look into um, just mentally. Um, ask yourself, like, when do I feel um, replenished and filled with life? Is it is it after a conversation with good friends? Is it after quiet time? Is it after um, I've had time to rest? Is um, you know, asking yourself, like, am I am I giving? Am I allowing those things in my life? Am am I How's my routine? How's my schedule? Um, have I given my mind time to rest? Um, sometimes for me, when I get to that place, that empty, nothing left to give place, um, I have uh, been surrounded too much by my by the screen, by my phone, you know. And yeah. and so um, that's something I'm really big on on talking about on on the social media platforms is is screen time boundaries because. Um, Oftentimes we, we, we think this is a form of rest, but it's actually a very noisy um, place that is it's actually draining something from us. And so, um, you know, asking yourself, are you surrounded by constant noise or constant scrolling? Or um, is there like a constant need for entertainment? Are you struggling with rest? And there's a lot more questions that go into like kind of this mental, mental place because then we also have to ask ourselves like, am I saying yes to too many things? Um, do I, are there places that I need to have boundaries in my life, maybe with certain people or certain, you know, that, that ask a lot of us and um, that maybe we don't have time in the season of our life to give what they need, you know? Um, yep. Are there, are there like defeating scripts in my mind of, I can't do this, that, that we need to encounter? And so there's just a lot that goes into kind of digging into those men that mental place of, yeah. of, um, you know, feeling like we have nothing left to give. Um, yes. Maybe there's some wound healing, some some work, mm-hmm. healing work yeah. to be done of certain wounds or unhealthy relationships and things like that. But um, yeah. and that one's that one's a little bit more of a long term fix. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. un- uncovering those things and bringing them to the light. That's that's my prayer. Um, I always I always pray to the Lord just so often of of Lord Jesus, please bring all these things to the light because. The, 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 the mental stuff, a lot of that stuff just needs to come to the surface and we need to be able to bring it to Jesus and, and bring it to the light. But a lot of times we don't know it's there. And, and so, yeah. um, and so again, that one's the more long-term, um, salute things that will need to be adjusted and, and, and worked out. But, um, I really do think most of our feeling of nothing left to give can be fixed with those first two, uh, yes. like just physical and spiritual, um, attention. Yep. I would agree. And I think, yeah, like we, like you had mentioned, we get to that mental check of, it really, I think, comes down to boundaries and what are we committing ourselves to? Mm-hmm. You know, am I overcommitted? You know, and so, um, you know, something that I'm doing, especially for like the maternity leave season, it's like, this is a whole new chapter of life that I've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not setting any expectations for myself of mm-hmm. like, um, you know, if I have orders come through, like packing orders, like I might just have to, you know, call my little sister and say, come help or come do this for me, you know, and being able to reach out. But in the sense of like, okay, you know, I would love to, you know, get to do design work and like do things, but it's like setting those boundaries of like, even just right now and preparing for that season, I feel like I'm just kind of like 
everywhere and trying to finish the design projects I have and trying to get everything like, you know, wrapped up and ready. Um, and so that can even be a lot of like, okay, taking a step back and like, okay, is this thing that I'm committed to like an absolute necessity if it doesn't happen for two months? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah. a boundary check is huge. Boundary check. Especially and, but you just gave another last- really good tool, which is like being able to ask for help too. Yeah. Like that was, that's a really good one. Um, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't say it. And that's like, like, that's an, a really hard, good tool to have. Yes. Yeah. Hard. It's hard to do it sometimes, but like, you know, for me, when I can tell that the things that I'm committed to are starting to affect maybe like my marriage in the sense of the fact of like, like, I love you, but like, I have this that has to get done. Like, you know, my husband comes home from work and all I want to do is spend time with him. But if I'm committed to so many things that every night I have to work until eight o'clock and I, you know, hardly get to see him, you know, like that's that right there is even just kind of like a red flag for me of my working from eight o'clock to eight at night, you know, my actual, is that worth it? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so just setting it like a, a boundary check in the fact of like, you know, mm-hmm. what is it? What is it that I'm overcommitted to? And I think sometimes it's hard for us to identify what, what plate has to be set down. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I've experienced is, okay, so open in prayer, talk to the Lord, say, Lord, I'm juggling too much. I need something has to be set down. Mm-hmm. Um, I pray that you either slam the door or you give me peace in the place that I'm called to be. Mm, uh, beautiful. Prayer. And just praying for that and looking for that peace and that sense of, of where he's calling you to. Um, and like for me, you know, he's calling me extremely deep into abundantly yours and it's scary and it's like, okay, like this is like what I've always desired, but like now it's happening. And so now I'm like, just like everything is happening that I've prayed for for so long. And so um, just being able to like, I'm at peace with it, but it's also can be, can be nervous of like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. You know? But then there's also the sense of like, you know, I'm also a graphic designer, so I could do freelance work, but thinking about that right now, I'm like, absolutely not. That's too much work, mm-hmm. no peace at all in that. And so really just finding, yeah, what it is, um, that the Lord is inviting you to set down. Um, and I think, you know, where he wants us to be is where we experience the most peace. Absolutely. Uh, I've been having that conversation with my sister recently. So. Absolutely. Um, that is so yeah. true. <laughs> it's, it's so hard though, um, to like, let go of something, especially if you're a, a doer like me mm-hmm. and you want to do it all. Um, but learning and like also asking yourself like, okay, you know, there's all these things that I'm you know good at, or I could do, or have the opportunity to do. Um, but also asking yourself, what is the Lord calling me to do? That's going to lead me to sainthood. Like, what is he calling me and actually truly deeply calling me into and not just committing to it all for, um, you know, society's feeling of accomplishment. Totally. There's always, there's always going to be more that we can say yes to. Yeah. Always, you know? (laughs) And so learning to say no is so Mm -hmm. hard, but it is just going to be so necessary for all of life. Are you ready to go deeper in your faith? Praying the rosary has left an impact on my life and the lives of so many others. In fact, the rosary was one of the first ways the Lord spoke to me. Through my encounter with the Lord and my heart to create, I've designed many different rosaries for people of all ages, from children to athletes to your everyday person. Trust me, there is a rosary for you. 
All rosaries are handmade by my husband and I in our home. As a way of saying thank you for the support of the Abundantly Yours podcast, I'm offering you a special discount to save on your order. Use code PODCAST for 10% off your purchase. It's time to take the next step in your walk with God. Once again, thank you for supporting the Abundantly Yours ministry. The Lord calls us to make difficult decisions too. Like life isn't easy, you know, we know that. And so being able to, yeah, just just give um, give the Lord what like he's calling us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's uncomfortable, but this, this uncomfortable piece, like, you know, for me, like this is what the Lord is calling me to do. And this is how I'm going to become a saint because this is what he's calling me to do. Yes. Um, instead of going off to do our own thing for the worldly um, comforts or, you know, like I could, for an example, like I could just go get a nine to five job to know I'm going to have that, like, you know, job security and income security. Right. Or I can do this is what the Lord is calling me to. So I think, um, yeah, just really stepping out in it when it's hard, um, is just huge. But yes. um, yeah, as we kind of just tie it all together, um, giving can be good. Yeah. <laughs> Giving can also be, um, you know, when we get to this place of just feeling empty, mm-hmm. um, I love the three little points, you know, self-check steps you gave. Yeah. I think those are awesome. Like, so good. <laughs> um, yeah. So as we kind of start to wrap up, yeah. um, the loaded question yeah. um, is, what is one piece of advice you want every young Catholic woman to know? I would say, uh, and this is, I'm, and this comes to mind probably because it is like, just the number one way I'm trying to grow right now. Uh, (laughs) And it's to um, get comfortable with silence, like Mm. with true silence away from screens. That is like um, where I am being called to grow right now. Um, And it's taking me way deeper in my prayer life um, in that discomfort. And, um, and it's growing an intimacy with the Lord that um, I've craved for a long time. It's just, uh, you know, like seasons seasons come and seasons go. I mean, all these things that we've talked about, all these seasons of giving and, um, you know, from going into college and careers and relationships and, you know, bearing and raising children and, and all of these things. But um, prayer and intimacy with God is the constant through all mm. these seasons. And, um, so prayer, it is the tool that has everything, you know, for us to, to, to get through. Um, but we also are just bombarded with so much noise. Um, and, um, and so I think just being able to be comfortable with silence, um, with where we can talk with the Lord in silence completely, turn off, you know, all those, all those, all the things that bring noise and, uh, yeah. and just the most life giving, it's just so life giving. <laughs> yeah. It's just, um, and that's just the, I don't know if that's one piece of advice or 10, but you no, know, I love that's, it. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. One of my, um, last little tidbit kind of spinning off of that. My cousin, um, I lived with her for, um, a year in college. Um, she and I are super close in age. I lived with her and a couple other girls, but, um, they did this before I moved in. So when I moved like, you know, the year, the girl she lived with previously, they did this. They had a box under their TV stand where they'd put their phones and they called it the chokey. And so like their phones had to stay there and they held each other accountable. So 
I mean, they could get their homework done, but like to stay off of them. And so like, that's a practical little thing of like, put your technology in your nightstand and shut it and don't think about it. Um, and I mean, I, when I even do it, I like leave my phone in my bedroom <laughs> and then like go do my daily things. Like I don't even worry about these notifications that are coming through or like when a company sends you a salesy email, like, Oh, I should go like, look at that. Or, mm-hmm. um, when someone messages you like for work or whatever, you know what I mean? But like really just detaching, um, and the last little reminder of like technology is, does not exist in heaven. So, um, we should be spending more time with the person we are going to be in heaven with, which is the Lord mm-hmm. instead of on our phones. Yeah. So totally, um, totally. Yep. We're just Amen. all being stretched and trying to find the right balance, you know, yep. <laughs> how everything all fits together. So, yep. yep. Yeah. Silence is good and beautiful. So, um, yeah. Where can people, um, follow you on social media? I know you did just say, yeah. um, detoxing quote unquote oh, on social still, media. I'm still there. But, I just, yeah, I'm yeah. still there. I, I get on every Wednesday and Thursday currently. And I, um, I do, I do believe that there is a, uh, that the Lord is actually calling me to, yeah. um, to a ministry online. And so, uh, yep. you know, you, you as well, I know you're there too. And so it's one of those yeah. things where it's important to have those healthy boundaries and, and yep. know how that all works. But so yes, for yep. everyone listening, I do, I am still come, come follow along, <laughs> subscribe, yep. email list. you know? Yeah. So I, um, I do have an Instagram, um, and a Pinterest, uh, and that is called married and a house. And, um, I also have a blog, um, and that's married and a house.com. Sweet. Awesome. Her Instagram will be in the show description. So you can go ahead and go follow her, hang out with her. Um, if you have any questions on this topic, feel free to ask, but, um, yeah, Allison, thank you for joining me. It was such a, so fun to, I don't know, just kind of get some advice for myself of like, oh, it was just a good conversation. So thank you. Yeah, of course. I really enjoyed this conversation and getting to, you know, quote unquote, meet you. Um, it's been really nice after following you for a little bit. So Anyway, thank yeah. you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Hey girl, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Abundantly Yours podcast. If this episode touched your heart in any way, I would be so thankful if you could head on over to subscribe and leave me a review. That way, you'll never miss another episode. Be sure to go follow me on Instagram at abundantly.yours for more. See you next time.